it's okay if we take a step back and breathe a little bit and do things a little differently. I've discovered a whole new palette, a whole new of, of uh, exciting uh, roles, of exciting music that I'm, I'm, again, very passionate about. I've always been passionate about what I do. In this episode, I'm talking to operatic soprano, Laura Tatulescu. Good morning, Laura. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Hi, Petra. It's really nice to meet you too. Where are you based at the moment? I am in Bucharest, Romania. Oh, wonderful. Yes, uh, I'm Romanian-American. I was born in the United States. And after the fall of communism, my parents and all of us, we came back to Romania and we've, uh, we've been here, uh, well, ever since, but I left, uh, I went to school here and by my parents, when we moved here, my parents said, which school is closer to where we live? And it was the music school. Um, but I don't believe in uh, coincidences. This no. I, I believe that everything happens for a reason. So my sister and I went to the, to the music school. I went to the music school and my sister to ballet school. And I, I took violin. I was not talented at all. Really? I no, I didn't enjoy it. But it, it helped me very much with my musical ear. So that was definitely a plus. And in high school, I took singing. And then I went to the conservatory and then I, right after that, I was, I left for Vienna where I was um, hired at the opera as a soloist. I, I read that and, and it's, you were quite young when you came. I was 24. Mm-hmm. I was 24 and I was, I was young. I was passionate. I was, I was, you know, when I was here, I had every, every penny that I had, I would save to buy books or to buy CDs, books related to singers or to composers or to music in general. I was always very passionate about music and about research in general. I listened to so much music and I actually grew up listening to classical music because my parents had the vinyl records oh, yeah. and Mozart symphonies and Beethoven and Hermann Prey and Elizabeth Schwarzkopf. It, it was wonderful. One a disc Dietrich Fischer Discau was wonderful to listen to. So I, I grew up with that passion for listening to music. And all of a sudden I'm in Vienna and looking around myself and seeing that the people that I was I, w- I was listening to on, on these CDs were now in front of me. Wow. It it was incredible because I, I was uh, so passionate back then and so excited and, and I, 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 I was a dreamer. Yeah. And then I, I got to Vienna and I was living that, I was living that dream and that passion. It, it was incredible to find myself in that position. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also fulfilling in a way if you think this was the dream and now you're here and it's, it's what it, 
it is fulfilling, but up to a point, because once you get there to, to see your dream right in front of you, then you go the next step and you have to work mm-hmm. because no amount of talent, of passion, of, of, of love for something, it will get, only get you so far. Yeah. You have to put in the work. And that means countless hours on your own practicing, working with your teacher, working with pianists, working with your colleagues, stage direction, all of that, all of that, getting the language in place, reading and understanding who the character is that you're trying to play. It's, it, it, there's so much work that sits behind a performance. That's the end result, the performance, the end result of what has been happening up until that point. Because with every performance, hopefully there's a development. Yeah. There's a growth with every performance. But behind the performance that any member of the audience comes and sees, there's so much work from us, from everyone backstage, starting with makeup artists, with inspizients, uh, with everyone uh, uh, carrying the decor. There's so much work, so, so, so much work and so many people necessary to put together three hours or two or of, of a performance. It's, it's, it's so much work, but it's, it's gratifying. It's very gratifying. But I think this is, well, I spoke during lockdown also. I did interviews with artists from all over the world and I was, we raised this uh, question or this uh, this topic where it's like what we see is the, like you say, it's the three hours or it's the performance and you go home and, uh, oh, it's wonderful and so on. But uh, before these three hours, it's not just the rehearsal time, but it's also the lifespan of the artist who, you know, dedicated, like you say, you went to a music school, so it started there, and then it's that development, and it's all this input and all this, you you uh, bought the CDs and you listened, and it's all the time that you spent, you know? It all and plays we, a part. Yeah, and we never, we, we don't take always that into consideration, and it's not, you know, it's not that you want to look at a performance and necessarily think it but I think you have to value the arts for that you know you have to value the artist and the art uh, because of that time frame that's involved in producing this uh, these three hours it's it's a part of it definitely but um, our our goal in the end is that when we're on stage to transmit some sort of emotion, to transmit as clearly and as honestly as possible a story. Yeah. And whether I've, I've always thought that whether someone leaves happy or sad or angry or frustrated from a performance, they leave feeling something. Yeah. And I think this is what opera, what music 
will do in general. It, 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 it should, I believe, find that deep place within the person listening as much as possible and create some sort of emotion. We come to the opera to feel. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Um, it, it, it has to do with that. And it, it doesn't always have to do with, um, I think, the this whole um, idea of, I mean, I understand some artists are stars, but I think it's more about the art than it should be about the stars. Absolutely, absolutely. I believe that a lot of the people I've, I've sung with so many wonderful, incredible artists who have had immense careers, who were so incredibly humble. Someone like Krasimira Stoyanova. I made my debut in Vienna as Susanna with her. Really? It was, it was incredible. She was such an example of what an artist should be and an example of humility. There was no aura of stardom around her. And it was the same with Ferruccio Furlanetto when we did the premiere of Boris in Vienna. He was wonderful. He was an incredible artist on stage and, and backstage so humble. And I, I, I remember speaking to him and I about singing and, and about, about all sorts of things. And he was so kind. And I was, I was a newcomer and he didn't need to speak to me, you know, but he, he, he spoke to everyone. And I remember so clearly during those performances, because he, his singing is, is absolutely unbelievable. It's so impressive. The same with Stoyanova. But I had a scene where I was supposed to embrace him. I was singing Senya, his daughter. And I remember I didn't embrace him all around. I embraced him so that I could feel him here so that I could understand how he breathes. I really things. Yeah. It was it was incredible. It was incredible. And I I think that the 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 biggest artists are also a lot of them, not all of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are very, very humble. Mm. They know who they are, but they don't feel the need to yeah. show it mm. uh, in, a, in a way that, uh, that is not, uh, that, that takes away from the art. Yeah. But now tell me in, in Romania, it, how is the scene, what is the scene there and, and how much opportunity are there for singers? Well, there are theaters in, in a lot of the main cities in Romania. The reason I came back here, uh, it was during the pandemic. Mm. And my husband and I, we, well, we got engaged during the pandemic. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we got married during the pandemic. Oh, wonderful. And we had a baby during the pandemic. <laughs> So things happened uh, quite quickly. 
But yeah. we said we were we were in Munich because after Vienna, I went to Munich and I was there for uh, a few years and I lived. I was in the theater um, fest for about five years and I guested there afterwards. And um, but once the pandemic hit, everything stopped. Everything stopped, and it it really made made me think long and hard because. It, it, it's a horrible thing what happened. Yeah. It's a horrible thing. But that's not to say that there was no good that came out of there. There was. There definitely was because I think for every person, it's a very particular experience. My personal experience was that I was given the gift of time. I could practice, I could study things, I could study new rep without being okay, uh, kind of ra racing against the clock. When am I going to study this for the next thing that's coming? When am I going to study this? And I had that all of a sudden. And it was it was quite a relief to have that. And also it it makes you think that in any second you could lose everything everything and taking it a step further you realize what really matters in life and how to prioritize things and the fact that i came out of the pandemic with a family yes to me was was the most beautiful and fulfilling thing yet and i've had wonderful experiences in my career really that I'm so grateful for. But when your your personal life is also on uh, in a good place, in a profound place, it makes everything better. It makes everything easier. Yeah. And that's why we left to get back to that because it, it's so easy to develop the subject and to go in all sorts of different places. <laughs> well, that's so interesting. Yeah. We uh, we said um, everything stopped. We are far away from our families. My husband is Swedish, so his family is in Sweden. My family is here, and we chose Romania. We chose yeah. Romania. My husband loves it here. And he, I'm so impressed with him because he's also a singer, a fantastic tenor. We met at the Bayerische Staatsoper singing a, a world premiere in the festival. Really? Yes, yes, it was, it was. So it was love at first singing. <laughs> yes, yes, you could say that. You could definitely say that. But uh, we, we spoke a lot. We spoke a lot and we got to know each other quite a bit and that was very helpful to both of us yeah um, so we we decided to come to Romania he he loves Romania and I'm very impressed with him because he speaks the language wow very well very very well and it hasn't been long mm. it hasn't been long so he's he must love you very much really yes, he does <laughs> and it, it goes both ways I'm very yeah. great I'm very grateful to have this part of my life um, fulfilled. It's, it's a wonderful thing. But now this is very interesting because um, you are now 
uh, mum and your life is now a little bit different than than it was before so there's there's a lot of consideration now you you can't just think for yourself where you're going to sing and what about your career so i love this question i love this this is a great transition this is uh, this is incredible this is i never thought i'd be a mother first of all i i said if it happens great if it doesn't okay I i think i'm fine with that i'm so glad that god did not listen to the to to me when I said ah it's okay if not okay because yeah. I've missed out on the most beautiful thing <gasps> the most beautiful goosebumps again <laughs> <laughs> it's it's incredible indeed before having a family I made all the decisions for myself I would get a phone call do you want to do this or what do you think of this or this and I would I would make the decisions according to how I felt after mm, our daughter was born, uh, things really change. There are so many things that need to be taken into consideration, not only for me, but for my husband as well. He's now in France. He's doing a production of Zalome in uh, Aix-en-Provence. And whenever he gets an offer, we always talk about it. And it's it's the same here. How are we gonna do this? And um, it's very different now. It's very different because now we won't see him for two months. And it's 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 how it is. It's how it is. And yeah. when our daughter was one month old, he, he left and he was away for three months. And we manage, we manage, we speak every day. I now have, um, I, I will be recording two CDs and one will be here, fortunately, but another will be in Italy. And it's it's all about the planning. When do we rehearse? How do we rehearse? Do we go there? Uh, uh, when we go there, do we all go together? And we have to plan and find this. And there's so many details. And I think I've taken on very different projects for the moment because I want to be able to be there for our daughter as much as I can. Uh, That's wonderful that you think that way because I think it's also um, maybe the pandemic also taught us that things uh, it's okay sometimes to slow down a little bit you know and it's it's okay to to focus on other things uh, sometimes you know and and I think also when it comes to children we don't realize but they're with us for such a short time. Exactly. Our responsibility for such a short time that, uh, you know, that it's good that to do something else. Exactly. I mean, I've done this for 17 years so far. And my daughter will know what I've done and she'll see recordings and I posters at home and programs and all sorts of things. But, uh, these will matter less to her. To her, it will be more important, was I around? Or um, how we spent our time together when we were together. And I think that's what, what really matters. Mm-hmm. To me, I mean, it's, it's different to everyone. And there's a different dynamic in every family that functions. This 
is what I'm learning now for myself because being a new mother, I'm, I'm discovering a lot of things and I'm learning from her a lot. I'm learning so much about love, but really, really, I, I use this word because it, it means a lot, profound love, profound love. And it's, it's the most honest thing possible. And, and, yeah. and you know, it's like you say, it's, uh, your husband is also in this industry. So there's this understanding between you and, uh, you know, working together and planning everything together. This is wonderful that you can do that, you know, and that you are. You know. I'm very grateful for it. And he's not only do we plan things together, but there's a mutual support amongst ourselves. If there's something that either of us really wants to do, we'll support each other and make it happen somehow. So that, and so that we don't lose the family dynamic that we do manage to, to see each other and be together um, at the right times. So. But this is so exciting. I always think in, <laughs> I always miss the time I had with my children when they were babies you know that you can just hold them and it's yeah. life is just so so different when they so uh you know when they're still little babies you can hold them yeah. they're growing so fast i it's incredible i'm i i document i take pictures all the time and i can see from one week to another how things yes. change it's, it's 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 really incredible i'm very oh. fortunate that my mother lives so close oh yeah mm. she lives so close to us and she's been incredible in in helping i'm very grateful for that i used to sit and cry when i when the clothes that doesn't fit in you don't oh. fit anymore and they go on to the second age yeah and then you sit with these and then i would sit and cry when <laughs> <laughs> put them away yes they grow so quick yeah mm -hmm. but now um but tell me now what what are your wishes for the future my wishes for the future well it's funny because this pandemic has given me a lot of time to again to do more research to think a lot to feel to allow myself to feel certain things in the sense that it's, you know, it's just as you say, it's okay if we take a step back and breathe a little bit and do things a little differently. I've discovered a whole new palette, a whole new of, of uh, exciting uh, roles of exciting music that I'm, I'm again, very passionate about. I've always been passionate about what I do, but I was, I'm going from one thing to another, but I was speaking to my sister and, you know, apropos repertoire and things and, and, and knowing, because when you, when you love certain types of music, it's wonderful, but my sister said, uh, don't do what you love, do what you're good at. In other words, that could also translate, don't do what you love, do what loves you. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I resonated with that. She, it was a, it was something she had read, I think from uh, the author Cal Newport. Mm-hmm. And I resonated very much with that because a lot of the times I would, I would, I would think, Oh, I love this role so much. When I was young, I wanted to do Traviata. I wanted to do Mimi. I wanted to do these sort of things. And then I realized they're not suited for me. Oh yeah. And I realized that it's okay if something is not right for me. It's okay. That was a big lesson that I had to learn because oftentimes I would, I would feel, oh, there's something wrong with me if that's not right. Then I realized, no, no, it's okay. It's okay if the, not everything can be suited to us. This is why we each have our own voice. We each have our own voice that with which we can send a message. And sometimes we have our voice. I mean, uh, we use our voice, we use our bodies, we use our, our heart and our, our, our mind. It's, it's, a, it's a whole that we have to use. And if there's something where we can't, we can't send it further, a, a message further, it's okay. If there are people who can send it better, they should do that. Yeah. They should be the ones to do that. We should, I think every artist should find what's best for them. I really do. And if, for me, that was, that was a, an incredible liberation. Incredible. Because sometimes we, we, we get so tight thinking, what does the world expect of us? Exactly. Mm. And then we expect that of us, but it's not what we necessarily want. Or maybe it's something that we want, but, and we think we should, we should be able to do, but then when reason hits, it's wonderful. It's wonderful because you can just let go and have the courage to be who you are, have the courage to be disliked. That, that's also a thing because we, we want to be liked by everyone, but we can't. When that acceptance comes, it makes it easier. It really makes it easier. Things are not always pink and wonderful in, in this art. The art in itself is wonderful. It's wonderful. But all musicians, and I think without exception, deals with difficulties, deals with rejection, deals with some sort of fear. Some deal with severe anxiety. I know I went through that. And you learn to, to deal with it, but it's not easy. Apropos what we were saying, what sits behind the artist. Yeah. This is also part, it, it, this is my personal experience. Not everyone goes through anxiety. That's not, mm-hmm. but it's, it can be a part. And it was for me. And once I learned, once I realized that's what I was going through, it helped a lot because acceptance brings so much. Yeah. It really, really does. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. And, you know, I think also social media has brought, I mean, many positive things. But the one thing is this comparison, you know, where people think everybody has to do everything the same way. And, 
and it's true what you're saying you know not everything is for everybody you know and uh i think this is great if you can accept exactly. that, you know it's, it's i'm also um this platform is not for everybody and i accept it but there will be somebody who would be interested in what people they are saying resonate with it. yeah and that's fine i'm happy with that you know i see it mm. as an opportunity mm. i see it as an opportunity to do something in a different way to do something my way and hopefully it will it will even if as you say it it will resonate with someone and the people it doesn't resonate with they i mean they don't it's it's they don't have to uh it doesn't have to it's yeah. okay it's okay and it doesn't mean that anything is wrong on either side it just means that it's not for me it's okay yeah. it's okay but when it is it's incredible i don't think there's one single recipe for all artists i don't and that's what makes what should be should make each artist beautifully unique yeah well this is so true and and it's like i spoke to a um a musician who she was in bed for six years uh with her illness and she she questioned her value and then she thought of a baby you know and she thought of how valuable do we see a baby who cannot do anything who can just be a baby and she thought um if we can value a baby so much then she also has value and that everything you do on top of that is wonderful you know and it it's it's yeah so i always think of that what she said that um just we are just all we just all have a value with everything we do you know even if we don't always think it's valuable but but uh, we do have a value i think we lose that sight when we just as you said when we start comparing ourselves yeah and indeed i mean social media doesn't help with that mm-hmm. in that sense it has so many pluses social media has so many pluses because a, a a message can get out so quickly and that's 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 a a very good thing but when we take it personally somehow to to see oh that's happening in that person's life or oh, that's happening in that person's life it's not happening in my life that means i i i'm i'm no one it's not like that at all mm. at all but we need to find the things for ourselves that are meaningful whether we decide to post about it to write about it to speak about it or not we need to have them first and foremost to find them for ourselves yeah regardless of what anyone else does because everyone is entitled to their own happiness yeah so and so are we so are we so comparing ourselves is not going to bring that no Definitely. That's not the place to look for it. You have the most wonderful insight. Uh, really, I, I I don't know about that, but yeah, no, honestly, this is wonderful. It's 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 easy to get caught in this trap 
yeah. of comparing yourself. And I've, I've been in, in that trap. I'm not saying now that, oh, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't fall in that. I fall much less. I'll mm-hmm. say that I fall much less in that. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Well, I, 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 I think sometimes when, when you hold that baby in your arms, uh, you just don't care what what's happening or what nothing else matters. Or... <laughs> nothing else matters. I always felt that way, but um, but Laura, uh, tell me now just one more thing. Can you do a shout out for a restaurant or a coffee shop there in Bucharest? I've never been Absolutely. to Romania. Yeah, tell me where do you go to? Where, what's your favorite coffee shop or your I favorite restaurant? Oh, your favorite restaurant. I know our oh, oh, favorite restaurant. If I'm perfectly honest, my favorite restaurant is my mother's cooking. Oh, okay. That's great. But <laughs> but that being said, there are a few places that are uh, with traditional Romanian food, yeah. and those are the places where people usually go. Uh, tourists when okay. they come. Because it's 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 exciting. It's traditional Romanian cuisine. Uh, you have violinists and you have um, singers singing folk music uh, at these places. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's loud, but it's uh, it's quite an experience. It's quite an experience. I can definitely take a photo. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Name a place. Name a place, and then I'll tag them in the um, I'll tag them in the description of the video. I will do that. I'll, I'll do that. Uh, I'll do a um, a link of there. So, which place can you uh, can you name a place? Well, there are there are a few, uh, mm. but I think the most uh, popular, yeah. so to say, is called Hanul Lui Manuk. It means Manuk's Manor. Oh, okay. And it's kind of a, a midi. It's in a in a medieval style. It's it's really interesting. Oh, wonderful! Okay, I will do that, and I will I will uh, put their link. You'll just have to write me their name, please. I will I will do that okay, absolutely. I mean, there Bucharest is beautiful, but uh, there's also a lot of traffic, and Romania is a stunning country, and I think. Maybe not a lot of people know that there we have mountains up in, 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 in the center of the country in the north, and we have the sea. We have the Black Sea in the south. And Beautiful. it's we have the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. We have the best, best of both worlds, and the countryside is, through its simplicity, breathtaking. Really? Mm-hmm. Because... All you need to see is the sunset. My father is is uh, a photographer. Okay. And he he takes many beautiful pictures of uh, the monasteries, especially churches and monasteries in the country, but also landscape images. And you you see a sunset, a sun setting over a hill, which when when. I say it, it doesn't sound so exciting, but it's breathtaking. And for a moment, time seems to stand still. And there are so many parts of that everywhere in the country. So I'm very proud. Yes. Uh, 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 
I'll have to come and visit uh, Romania. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would I would love that. If you do, you have to tell me. I will. I will definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Laura, this was so lovely to talk to you. And I enjoyed this thoroughly. Thank you so much. Yeah, and and uh, hold your baby if any possible moment that you can because that goes away so quickly that you can do that. And I wish you all the best for all the um, projects that you are doing. Thank you. I'm and looking forward to a lot of beautiful Yeah. Thank you so much, Petra. This was wonderful. It You're was wonderful. Me too. <laughs> you too. <laughs> okay, Laura. See Have you soon. Nice Bye. Bye.